0: everybody. Welcome to mental maintenance. This is episode 40, mm-hmm. which means we have now the second season is just as long as the first. Oh, I'm Denise. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yes. And I'm Jordan. I didn't realize that, but that is so true. We ended on episode 20, which is actually pretty weird that we yeah. Like that was not planned. We did not plan on taking a break at all. It just kind of mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things out of our control. <laughs> yeah. We, before, before we hit record, we were just talking about how quote unquote easy our recording process is right now and just how well it flows. And before episodes one through 20, it was like a whole production. I mean, it was intense from <laughs> recording to the episode launching, it was insanity. I feel like, yep. um, so yeah, good thing we took that break. Cause we really efficiently yeah, we really cleaned it, up. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into, um, the meat and potatoes of episode 40, we just want to remind you guys that we are officially on Etsy. We have a mental maintenance podcast store on Etsy that has all sorts of merch um, t-shirts, we've got long sleeves, crew necks, zip ups, literally anything you can imagine in any color you can imagine you can get with our mental maintenance logo. I do feel like the prices are good. They're really good pricing. And we would love to see you snap a selfie and tag us so that we can share you on social media. And then we do have some things locally. Yes, we have our stickers locally, which are Super nice, waterproof, vinyl, all the things, stickers. Um, and I, we are selling those for $3 a piece. And I have them locally, but we can also put them in the mail. So if you just want to like drop us a DM, either Instagram, Facebook, me personally, Jordan personally, however you want to get in touch with us. Um, they're $3 a piece. We can either meet up locally or I can drop them in the mail. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that said, we are going to get into episode 40. So we are having a guest speaker on this episode. A, I want to, I wanted to say re-guest, but that that makes no sense. I feel like you Um, struggle with this every time. I know. Like, you know, returning, returning Returning guest episode seven, which when I went to re-listen to your episode, Adriana, I... I felt like we had interviewed you farther in same, but yeah, you were one of like our first guests, which was, that was cool. It was like a lovely little surprise for me. I was like, Hey, (laughs) she's an OG. (laughs) So welcome back. We're excited to have you. Oh yeah. I'm excited to be here. Okay. So the last, I was going to try and pull it up. Um, the date of when we actually aired your last episode, um, September thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. So it's been oh a gosh. while. Holy crap. <laughs> um. So, okay. what have you been doing in these last few years? Good.
1: I mean, you know, working and trying to adventure and see Alaska as much as I can, and do whatever I can outside of work.
0: Yeah. That. Okay. So, I really wanted to ask this question because when we interviewed you originally, you were working three jobs. Uh, Um, I think one of our questions was like, what do you, you know, like, what do you do and how do you deal with all this? And you were like, Oh, I I just stay busy. I work three jobs and I never (laughs) stop. So I'm curious if that, if that situation is the same for you.
1: No, right now I am just working one job and it's not exactly my favorite thing, but that's, (laughs) I'm just doing that and then trying to enjoy my free time
0: <laughs> you said you're trying to see more of alaska
1: yeah i went to um we went to valdez well for my first time this year and then uh for fourth of july i went to uh, Wrangell, alaska like southeast alaska oh, cool. and it was really beautiful um just adventuring as much as i can on any days
0: off i can that's awesome i'm jealous i i'm like I've only really seen like between here and Anchorage and then I made like one trip to Seward and that's like the only places I've been in Alaska. That's
1: like how it's been my whole life. Like I'm I'm born and raised in Alaska and I've never been to Valdez. (laughs) or like never never done a lot of this stuff here. So it's nice to do stuff like that.
0: What stood out to you in Wrangell? Oh my gosh,
1: it was so pretty.
0: So like there's only,
1: it's an island and there's only 1,600 people um but it was just like we went for fourth of july and they did a three-day celebration of fourth of july like so they had like egg toss contests and hot dog throwing contests and boat races canoe races they did like an hour and a half long firework thing it was great
0: okay and then i did notice that you said we have been traveling so who's we
1: Um, I met a really amazing man uh,
0: uh, like four
1: months ago and so he's been taking me fishing and doing all kinds of adventuring. It's been
0: really nice. Nice, that's awesome. Yay, that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so throughout... Your first episode, we talked a lot about relationships, relationships with your mom, and then relationships with your brother, relationships between your uncles. So I'm curious to kind of touch on that. Um, I think at the time of your episode, you had a good relationship with your mom despite childhood, right? You had kind of accepted where she was at, where she had grown, um, and moving forward. And you had mentioned that your brother. Well, it's not that way towards your guys's mom. Um, and that you played the middleman a lot. So can you kind of catch us catch us up? Um, like how, yeah. How's your relationship with your mom going? Do you still see your brother often with him? I don't know. Is he still in Fairbanks?
1: Yeah. So, um, my mom moved to Florida and so we oh. kind of get a good phone call every once in a while. And check in on her and stuff she did have a really bad house fire um Mm. a couple of months ago and like burned to the ground basically (sighs) so she's trying to figure stuff out there she really wants to just come back home to Alaska and we're trying to help her out with that and whatnot um uh Nick lives in Fairbanks and I'm still trying I he actually was my roommate up until I met um Mike my current boyfriend so um that was interesting and (laughs) not fun for me because he's we just got on each other on each other's nerves a lot but um it works out fine now I just go and see him and anytime I go like on an adventure for the weekend I'm like oh can you watch my dog (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm I'm still paying rent there, so I'm just like, oh, it's a, like I'm the best roommate ever. You're like I'm not I'm never home, and I pay the bills. Like, can, <laughs> you, can you just watch my dog? <laughs> like, but yeah, Nick's good, um, and he stills not he doesn't talk to my mom at all especially since she moved to florida i think mm. um like before when she lived in anchorage he would go and visit her uh because he wanted to like stay with her and stuff while he was in anchorage but i don't think they really talk at all um fortunately but i have i'm done being the middleman with that so that's nice
0: <laughs> how did you if you're still still the middleman but you answered it how did you kind of you know determine or how did you like make that known like I'm did you have a conversation with them like I'm not I'm not like going in between anymore you just stopped
1: basically just because she moved like he just they don't call each other um or anything like that so when i call her she just kind of asks how he is and i let her know so like that's really i'm just giving her a update on how he's doing he's alive he's working yada yada (laughs) (laughs) but um not like dealing with any of their internal issues together or anything like that
0: how about your uncle michael Uh, He just got,
1: well, he was in Texas throughout COVID, but he just got his residency in France. Um, So he is now a permanent resident in France, in Strasbourg. um, And I plan on visiting him for three weeks in December. So that's exciting. And we just kind of text and chat and he sends me cool photos and stuff of where he's at. Does he still travel a lot? Yeah, um, I think... He's still traveling a lot, but he's just like using his retirement. He has his own apartment in like Strasbourg and stuff. So he just lives there and he wanders around, goes to like there. He can just get on like a train and go wherever he wants instead of trying to go back to the U.S. and fly and do all this stuff. Um, So it's really easy for him to go and travel around Europe a lot, but he's mostly just sending me pictures of like where he's at right now and stuff
0: what made him pick france i have no idea (laughs) he just
1: i mean he he uh had um like student like a foreign exchange student when he was younger in germany so he's already like been in germany and like had the experience there and he had traveled to France quite a bit, but I, I really don't know what made him choose to be a residence, resident there. Um, but he seems to love it, and he just, yeah, he just wanders around and, and enjoys all the good food and sights, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, like, aspire to just be Uncle Michael. like. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I'm listening to the first episode. It was like, dang, he just really be living his best life. Like, <laughs> you were you were talking about how, yeah, he would just be in one place and then he'd figure out one piece of the next place and like just yeah, like figure it out as he went. But he just continued to go. I don't know. It's like, dang, yeah. I love this I mean, for you.
1: With COVID for the last two years, he was basically stuck in the U.S. So. He, um, he decided to be in Texas. Um, his mom lives in Dallas, but he ended up staying in Houston and he just stayed there for the last two years. And I think that just during that process, he had so much time to figure out where he wanted to go and be stationed. And I think because of COVID and he, you never know what's going to happen next year or whatever, whatever. I think he just decided to be a resident there.
0: Yeah. Have you been? I've
1: never been anywhere outside of the US except for Canada. So I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've me either. Me either. I've, I've only been once. Well, we went to a couple different places on that one trip, but highly recommend because as soon <laughs> as you go, you're gonna be like, I should have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, need to see everything saying. if i
1: go visit i need to do like three weeks so i can just okay. do whatever i want and i'm super into food so i'm just like excited to try all the
0: amazing food yeah um okay so adriana shared a, like a meme on facebook the other day and it, it basically said like what <laughs> <laughs> and said that you, you offer to like host or you offer to cook the food. So, you know, that the food's good. And <laughs> I just laughed so hard because I was like, this is why I don't offer to cook so that I know the food will be good. Like, <laughs> and it just makes me think. Cause um, yeah, if we ever, if we do like um, food things, like I feel like a month when I bring like the least unfuckable thing like always it's like the condiments or something is like what all, what, what we'll bring like, the ice well yep we'll do that yeah i and yeah I'm the opposite I'm like everyone oh, could come so. over here I'll cook I'll like I'll hit like or yeah I'll bring this I'll bring some elaborate dish and yeah it's a good balance yeah. in, the, yeah. in the friendship the
1: like <laughs> company picnic here soon and um I guess they're just tired of cooking or like barbecuing <laughs> so they're doing um subway sandwiches and I was like do I just I could just bring some sides like, <laughs> like I can, whatever you want I'll just bring sides like I can yeah bring whatever you want like
0: you're like please please yeah, allow I, me to bring I don't some
1: want a dry ass subway sandwich like the platter style or it's just like ham and cheese and then you have like side condiments or something
0: yeah that's exactly what it will be Yeah, <laughs> that's funny at least make it firehouse i know well and then she,
1: she said um that she's like oh I'll just go to fred meyers and get like macaroni salad and potato salad and i was just like Okay, like I just, I just make some. And fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can make enough to feed enough people. It'll like, be. Eaten. And, and, and she's like, "Are you sure? Like, I don't want to cause a burden." I'm like, "I would enjoy it. Like, I would yeah. rather do that than eat Fred Meyer pasta
0: salad." <laughs> 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 For real? Oh my gosh, that's funny. I'm um, curious, where did you get like your? passion for food and like cooking um
1: honestly I of really young I just um everyone in my family on my mom's side they cook and they throw down they're super good my cousin he's um the state um barbecue champ like smoking barbecue champ for the last three years in a row um my my aunt owns um a restaurant here in town and I don't know. My mom just always cooked really well. Like me and Nick just grew up like eating like steak and artichoke and crab and like things like that. So we kind of had like bougie taste buds. <laughs> and then um and I don't know. When I started uh living with my uncles, I would just kind of experiment, like try to make like my own pancake batter or something, like just figuring out like flour and baking powder, etc. and then like see how it went and then it just like grew into like this just passion that I have for food.
0: That's really cool. Do you feel like you'll ever um like move down that path more like career-wise?
1: My my 5 to 10 year plan right now is to open up a food truck here in Fairbanks, a uh, pasta food truck cuz we have terrible pasta um selections here in town. Yes. <laughs> One Italian yes. restaurant and it's shit. <laughs> so yep. um so I really want to just do that and um that's the plan. A uh, food truck's really expensive, so I'm just saving and setting my goals right now.
0: That's really cool. Is there anything to do with pasta other than like, we just need it here in Fairbanks?
1: I just, I, my favorite food has always been spaghetti. It's the easiest meal most people make from cans and stuff. But the last two years I started like roasting my own tomatoes and making my own homemade sauce from scratch. And it's just gets better every time I make it. And I just really want, um, to enjoy my job and my career. And I think that people of Fairbanks would really enjoy good pasta too. So that's that's the,
0: And we yeah. are lacking, you're right. That is, <laughs> that is an area in which our restaurants are lacking is pasta.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I could do any, any normal thing, fried chicken or tacos or anything like that, but we really have no pasta selections whatsoever.
0: Okay. So my, I was going to ask, what have you, um, over the last few years been implementing to kind of support your mental health, but I feel like this might just tie in. Do you feel that cooking is a way for you to like nurture your mental health?
1: Yeah. It just lets me like, I don't know, I, I can express my creativity and, um, I, I get to like feel joy from other people eating my food and enjoying it. And, Um, At the end of the day, I get a fat belly and full stomach. (laughs) Like I don't know. It's just really nice. I can play with my creativity. Even after a long day of my like nine to five job, I can just relax, even though I'm still working, like some people would consider cooking work for them. Like it's just, just eases my mind and I just get to do what I want and love to
0: do. That's cool. I wish, I wish it worked that way for me. (laughs) I am the other person like I do not want to have to cook (laughs) I have I have a theory so I also really love to like cook and specifically to like like I like it for myself but I also really like sharing it with other people like that that brings me like so much more joy than you like the uh, host Yeah. Like Like I, I I like the hosting part. And I also like giving somebody something that I made and them enjoying it and specifically like food related, like them eating whether that's like dessert or dinner or whatever it is. Um, and I wonder like, for me, I didn't really have a lot of like positive affirmation. Like when I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of that. Like oh, you're, you know, you're so good at this or you're, you know, like, I remember if teachers would really focus on like Denise, like the way that Denise reads is fantastic or, you know, anything like that, or even my height, it would be like, I remember just getting that little boost of like confidence from it or like just feeling good from, you know, something that I think a lot of people get from their parents. I did, I didn't really get that. So I kind of get it through hosting through and, and also I'm getting that like closeness, that family, that like, you know, that bond that I'm receiving through feeding people and hosting. And like, my kids are getting that, those bonds, you know, like, I feel like the reason why I enjoy that so much is because I, it's a lot of what I didn't have as a kid. Do you feel like that's the same for you, Adriana?
1: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. My Uncle Richard was a huge cooker. And when he passed, we really just had a lot of frozen meals or, like, baked pork chops or, like, just easy things that my Uncle Misha could just, like, uh, do. And so anytime I would make anything, he'd be, like, like, and I really, like, didn't start cooking for, like, dinner for me and him until I was, like, a teenager. But that's when I think it started where he, he, like, would be like, this fucking amazing like <laughs> and it just made me feel so good and I tell people this all the time I don't know how to cook for less than 12 people I don't know like <laughs> I cook so much and there's always leftovers so it's just like I love to host too like every year I do a friend's Thanksgiving um, and I just or Christmas dinner like because I, I we don't have family here besides me and Nick so we just kind of do a we just have a friendsgiving or friends christmas and it's really nice to just host and just hear people give me those affirmations of like good food and whatnot it's actually yeah it's spot on just same feeling as you denise just just makes you feel good <laughs>
0: yeah i was gonna say i think you guys are like similar humans the same people <laughs> <laughs> I remember Um, that from last time too. I remember having a lot of similarities. Um, yeah, I can spot a fellow, (laughs) (laughs) fellow, uh, you know, traumatic childhood person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So last episode you had mentioned that you and Nick and your uncles had to go to like family therapy, um, kind of coming out of adoption or right after adoption. And then you had mentioned that you hadn't really gone back since, but that you were thinking about it. Is that something that you have started again or?
1: Well, um, I remember when COVID started, I did do like a teledoc, um, over the phone, um, therapy session, but it just didn't it didn't feel right to me. It was a little weird just talking to somebody over the phone. I chose not to do video because I'm just an awkward person. And so <laughs> so I just did it over like a phone call and it just didn't feel right. And so I haven't pursued it anymore at all, honestly.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've done one of those too. And I also opted out of video because <laughs> it just, I don't know. It was like, mm, I don't want to do that. And I think maybe if I would have done video, it may have been a little better. I was like, I, and I didn't even do phone. I like went um, like messenger, like just, oh, <laughs> I know, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I need this, but I really don't want to do it. Like it just, see, so I don't know. But it's and so, nice. yeah, <laughs> there's lots of options out there. <laughs> you
1: i don't want to facetime this random person and like just have this weird conversation with somebody i don't know even though that's literally what therapy is (laughs) 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 and then i was like okay well at least over the phone they could like hear like if i had any hesitation in my voice or anything like that um so i couldn't even imagine doing it over like messenger like (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it didn't really it didn't go far <laughs> i am um, i do my like monthly counseling sessions through like zoom calls exclusively now but i went to her in person first right like the the message the Zoom calls didn't really start happening until COVID. And I've just opted to keep them that way, just out of convenience, um, not having to take as much time off of work or whatever to get there. And it keeps me accountable. Like, it, it, like I can't be like, no, I can't go. Like, I'm literally, <laughs> I can go, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can see where, like, if you didn't know the person at all, like, how that would be really weird to, like, I don't even like FaceTiming with Stephen. it was just
1: weird like teledoc is just a super awesome service and like i I just found out that they did like mental stuff so i was like okay like i'll give it a go and um it just was very weird just having a phone call with a therapist i do feel like if i had met the person in person then it would have been better to do zoom calls after the fact but it was just very strange and I was like, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was COVID for you? How was that Got two years? <laughs> I guess it's still around, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, COVID
1: at first was a little crazy, just like it was for anybody. I, I was, um, not laid off. I can't remember the word. Um, I I got paid for 5 weeks off and at the time I had a dry cabin and I literally just stayed in my dry cabin and watched TV and then would make a tr- like I ended up making a trip to Lowe's and I made myself a flower bed and bought way too much money worth of flowers and stuff and like <laughs> just trying to keep myself busy but still in my secluded like loft cabin and And then when I got back to work, it was just madness, but it was, it was good. Everything was different per usual. Like we had to wipe after every single person that we helped. We had to have those barriers installed, um, this, that, and the other thing. But, um, it's really chilled out now. I'm so thankful I don't have to wear a mask to work every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, did you notice any changes um, of, like, your mental health over that five weeks where you were quarantined, where we were quarantined?
1: I did feel like I was going stir-crazy for a little bit. <laughs> I could just like I'm usually a workaholic like the last episode like and I had just quit my other jobs and it was just the one job and I was like happy that I was just having one job and like just doing my thing and then enjoying my time off but then with the craziness I just felt like I wasn't doing anything at all (laughs) like just sitting on my butt watching tv all day (laughs) like that's why I was like I had an urge to go and build a flower bed and like stuff or just do some sort of work even if it was for my own self but
0: right um and maybe this is an assumption but I am assuming that maybe even the transition back to work during COVID and like having to adapt and your your place of work is financial which is intense. It's an, it's like an intense environment in general. Um, and working at a really, you know, uh, popular institution at that. I'm assuming that maybe it was almost even harder for you to like, just be in that environment with COVID versus like being quarantined during COVID. Yeah. Correct?
1: To, yeah. To come back, it was, I, honestly, I had more call outs than I've had in like the last five years that I've worked there. It's just like, I needed more mental health days than I could even think about. Like I would just wake up with anxiety about the day to come and then just call out. Like I just could not deal with the thought of helping a, a thousand people. And, and then there's always those angry people that don't want to wear their mask or this, that, and the other thing. And it
0: was very stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah, cause we are, I thought about that pretty much the whole time that we were at home. It was like, thankfully we are able to do this, but I, all I could think about were the people that couldn't literally couldn't be at home and had to be like, on the front lines like literally like frontline workers you know essential employees that didn't have a choice and and again just all the angry people that you probably had to deal with that were just like this is dumb and it's not real and whatever and just like no regard for like any other people during
1: that time yeah when I was when I was furloughed for that five weeks we actually had a member that was so mad that the lobby was closed they kicked the door open kicked straight through the glass and kicked the door <gasps> open
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that's so wild what in the world like what oh. is that gonna help <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> oh someone's gonna come running to help you now like yeah like, out of- <laughs> out of I nowhere she
1: ended, up, she ended up owing the credit union a new door and they put her on a payment plan but it's just like so ridiculous like oh my
0: that's gosh crazy. they're like well we have a finance option for you you yeah. picked it on the right door because we can finance it for you Back
1: and duct tape all over the bottom half of this like glass door and i was like what the hell? Like it's only been five weeks.
0: Like what happened? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine how hard that was for, um, you know, the consumers of the bank, but also for the employees of the bank, because I'm also assuming that like policies changed probably like every week. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, from previous experience of working at the bank, you have those people who literally come in every single day. And so, and they're particular, those, those, um, customers. So yeah, I can only imagine how like frustrating it would be on your end as the, um, employee constantly trying to like keep up with all the adaptations, but also like for, yeah, the person on the other end also trying to keep up, like, what do you mean? This, the rule was this last week, you know, why can't I do this? Yeah.
1: From my understanding, they just increased a lot of Like limits and things that they could do or not do in the drive up. I mean, we only had three lanes, so we had cars wrapped around the building and the only time you could go into the lobby is if it was a very large cash withdrawal which I think was very popular because people thought the world was ending and they needed their U.S. currency for whatever reason.
0: <laughs> like, I remember that oh my gosh I totally <laughs> forgot that that was a thing everyone's like take out your cash like it's not gonna be there tomorrow. <laughs> I,
1: don't,
0: I don't know what
1: was going on but I think yeah only large withdrawals are like people that were trying to close on loans in the middle of COVID, which sounds so bizarre to me also, but (laughs) there's very minimal things that you could do inside the lobby with a person
0: face to face. Do you, um, I've found this question kind of interesting. So a lot of people, um, that work in like the medical field, uh, you'll ask them like, when do you think um, masks are going away, or when do you think the barriers are going away? And they say never. Like this is how it will always be. Do you think that you guys will always have the barriers and the all of that stuff?
1: Um, honestly, it was only like maybe two months ago when they finally told us that um, we didn't have to wear the masks if we didn't want to, if we could, we totally could. And also like just our members as well, they can wear a mask still, which is still like, I totally understand, but wearing a mask inside a bank is scary. Yeah.
0: yeah, That used to be something to look out for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, barriers, I can't even imagine how much money they spent to install those those are definitely never going away but i don't really like it i don't like people touching me or people will reach over right up in your bubble in your space and try and grab their money or this that and the other thing yeah. and it's it's pretty nice even even now with the little barrier people try and like grab their id from me and like or they'll hit their hands trying to like hand me their check but i'm like okay well <laughs> i'm glad that it's there like because there's also those people that are just still open, co- open mouth coughing and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> well, at least there's a barrier. <laughs> like, it's nice. I um I am thankful. I don't think the barriers are going anywhere. I, I'm not saying I'm anti mask, but I'm glad that I don't have to wear one now. If it ever got any worse, I wouldn't have any problem putting it back on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's now that they're now that the the barriers specifically are there it's kind of like it makes sense that these would like it makes sense that they're here even if it's not a pandemic like (laughs) it's just kind of extra safety for for you guys and yeah so a a lot of people are like counting like you know I can't wait till this is gone or that's gone but then I talk most people I talk to are like no I'm like I'm glad those are like these things are there like in all places in all like fields of work that they've put in like those extra boundaries yeah it's really
1: nice to have that like like personal space um we still have members that come in fully masked up and they like have us wiped on the station before we help them and they're still being very cautious which I respect um but it's definitely for me personally. It's nice to just be able to breathe without smelling smelling my lunch on my breath every day. All
0: day. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs>
1: I can't even go like if I were to get a falafel, I'd be smelling like garlic for <laughs> like the, the whole day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't sometimes I think I think back (laughs) to like 2020 and I'm like, how I don't that just seems so unreal sometimes. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Now we're here, which also feels unreal sometimes.
1: (laughs) Nobody knew what was happening, when it was happening. Like even now, our COVID policies are changing once a week. Like really. Yeah, we just had um, an employee come back from a vacation in California and she tested positive for COVID and she was, um, if she didn't show any symptoms, she was able to come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was very bizarre to me when I would have wanted like at least a week or something to yeah. make sure that it was really good to go. But yeah, I guess yeah. that's
0: true. All the like recent, um, you know, family, friends who have tested positive, I guess it has been almost different, like every time it's like mm-hmm. what they do. And I guess that was a theme too. the whole time was like, how long do you have to be quarantined? Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, so confusing. Yeah.
1: factoring if they're even vaccinated or not. Right. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many like changing factors now. Cause it, yeah. It's just like constant. It just, I, it feels very like never ending. Like, I don't know. I Sometimes when it, when you really think about like what's happened and how long it's been going on, it just seems like endless. And that can get very overwhelming or like daunting. Like, cause we're still, I mean, we're still seeing crazy effects from the pandemic i mean where i work now i'm literally seeing like you know people without jobs and stuff and like that has gone back up like the the rate of unemployment is is much lower now like it's it's much better but there are still businesses that are that don't have employees like like way more than than before so it's just so confusing as to like well, where are they working? Like, cause we still have like businesses that are shutting down and, and closing or have like weird hours because they don't have employees. And it's like, what, I, I don't know. There's just that. And then, you know, all the other stuff that's, that's happened, like all the shortages and the shipping stuff and the, um, you know, inflation is partially, you know, due to that in the market and all just all the stuff that's still happening and feels like it's just going to continue
1: mm-hmm. we've been dealing with that too there's like a worldwide chip shortage like card oh. chips tr- credit card chips this that and the other thing so when you tell somebody that they can't have their fifth new debit card within the last year they lose their minds <laughs> like but oh we- yeah so many cards a week and we print them like in branch and so like we try to explain to the best of our ability and then like we saw people that just pull all their money out of the account and close their account because they can't get a card same day even though they've just consistently lost their card like once a week for the last (laughs) five months
0: (laughs) yeah I remember back in the day when we just had to order them in the mail. (laughs) I was going to say, I didn't know that we could get them in branch. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we, um, at East Fairbanks, when we like got the debit card, like maker and it literally sat there and took up, took up space for like two years. I swear it was like, yeah, (laughs) we're going to do this It's coming soon. It's like, what? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: That was, it was really nice when we got to utilize it. Um, And then we ended up getting a brand new card machine right before COVID that only has like can only hold like consumer cards versus like holding business and consumer cards. So we have to lock those away. And then every time a business member opens up an account or something, we have to have two people go and open it up and load one card in the machine and like hope that somebody doesn't print a card in the <laughs> time because then the whole like balancing of the cards is gonna be messed up and like all this all this bs that is <laughs> that, like so silly to me but people still are just losing their minds that they just can't have a card printed whenever they want and I'm trying to explain to them that there's a chip shortage and they don't care at all <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> And it it's making me think of our last episode where we talk about just like finances and how how much they affect our mental health. And it's like I think that's why institutions are, can be such like an intense environment because yeah. money just stresses people out. Yeah, and it's sensitive, right? Which is why when you're employed at a bank, like everything is done. It can't just be done by one person, right. There has to be like multiple people, which is stressful because then that leaves like not a lot of people to deal with the rest of this stuff. And, um, it's just, yeah. Finances just <laughs> are intense and they're stressful, no matter like how you're, um, connected to them, whether it's like personal or business related. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm, I get treated well and I'm staying until I can, do what I really
0: want to do and open that food truck. (laughs) Yeah. So what are, what are some other plans? Well, if you want to talk about them, what are some of your other plans in regards to like your five or 10 year plan? Like, where do you see yourself?
1: Honestly, I have no plans on having children. I still want to just foster kids. Well, teenagers actually, um, but I just want to make sure that I'm set before I put somebody in that situation. so I just, my, my biggest plan right now is to open the food truck and hopefully be successful. And then I could start working on um, fostering teenagers and whatnot. And obviously hopefully get married or whatever, but
0: yeah. Why teenagers specifically?
1: Uh, Just because nobody, nobody adopts them. Uh, or nobody fosters or adopts them and so they kind of just sit in either a home or like a really crappy situation like with a foster and um, like foster parents that are just trying to get money from the government will just take in this teenager and it doesn't teach them any like to outlearn any of their bad habits that they learned with their parents or their other foster homes or any of those situations, so I really just want to foster teenagers and just make sure that they get themselves on the right track before they are an adult or at least a legal adult.
0: That's cool. I love that. Have you always wanted to do that? Like, where does that stem from?
1: Um, honestly, the thought of childbirth scares the shit out of me, and so
0: <laughs> it I should. All, yeah,
1: all I wanted to just foster period. I've always wanted to foster or adopt. Um, but just with a lot of things going on, um, in the world, I just think that fostering teenagers specifically would be best for me and like teach them good life skills and make sure that they're on the right path and not doing anything crazy, especially in our town. There's quite a few teenagers that just have already started doing drugs and drinking very heavily and things like that. And I've seen some of our adults in Fairbanks that don't do well, like walk around like they have an ear infection or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, so it'd be really nice to just try my best to make the community a little bit better and make sure that these adults have a righteous path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is it's kind of surprising. Like we used to, um, donate to soap, uh, street outreach advocacy program for, uh, youth, like, you know, endangered or not endangered, but, um, at risk (laughs) youth. Uh, and the, some of the stories that they would tell us just like how many kids they had coming in and out of there. And, um, was just was kind of mind-blowing like you don't really I I feel like you don't really notice or see that kind of stuff unless you're at like some you know a a place like that um that actually that has a front row seat to it and like helps you know and it was kind of it was very eye-opening to see like you know you, you think like our small town like there you know how many you know homeless youth could there really be and it's like wow there's actually quite a bit which is really scary um like from all from all ages too and they they recently were are able to like actually take kids overnight and stuff like that like before they didn't have beds or anything but now they do and just just seeing that place kind of grow is great on the one hand and then just kind of like sad on the other hand that we have to have something like that for so many, so many kids in Fairbanks.
1: Yeah. I know a lot of like teenagers like just don't plan on finishing high school or things like that. So even just like small steps like that, I would like to achieve with having fostering them and stuff um I even noticed like uh, quite a few people commenting on like my episode my last episode like saying like oh I went through the same thing my mom's also addicted to drugs or this that and the other thing and it was just like there's a lot of people in Alaska in general that have that problem or the same situation or similar situation so if you're in foster care or anything like that I would just just want to be like a safe haven for him I think
0: yeah that's amazing you're amazing I'm excited to watch this unfold (laughs) you'll be a front row (laughs) yes yes please I, I can't remember how we worded the question Jordan, before we got on but there was a question that we had basically on the same subject as your childhood and and wanting to like kind of help out kids that may be in this similar situation as you were. Do you find that like there's anything in your life that kind of not triggers, but maybe like reminds you or like kind of keeps you aware, like certain things you notice from childhood, or, like from your childhood that have come to play, like come into play as, as an adult?
1: Um, I mean I like just being here, like I see a lot of people and you can, you can tell when somebody's messed up on drugs very easily. So it always like hurts my soul a little bit. Cause I think about their family or things like things that they would choose over their like important, actual important things just to do drugs. Um, I actually had a member about a year ago, um, she said I just started probation and I was, and I gave her like a little rundown of my story and I said we'll just keep on keeping on and she still visits me to this day and she is still sober and she she's specifically waits in line to see me and mm. tell me about her day and her progress and it's really nice <laughs> like it, I didn't think that that could like make me feel the way that it did but like the first time she told me that she had just gone to um treatment and that I had um when I had told her my story and stuff I just started crying in the middle of my work shift and <laughs> like <laughs> that was very triggering but now that she still visits me and she's like you remember me and I'm like yes <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you know, they just, like chat up real quick and it's really nice
0: yeah nice. um I think, I think you got the the question across and now I'm like trying to think of, I kind of reworded it in my, in my head. Um, I guess, is there anything that you've learned, like, as, as you continue to like grow up, quote unquote, grow up, um, maybe it's like how you react to certain things or, um, yeah, when you like see or do certain things and like certain feelings come up, um, as you grow, do you think you're able to like recognize, like, oh, I react this way because that's, you know, or that's how my mom would react? Or I don't know. I feel like, in for me, like personally, just like the older I get, I'm just with my kids or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm understanding now. Like, all the pieces are connecting of like why I do things the way I do them now. It's because that's, you know, how I was like raised or do you find that that comes up
1: yeah I honestly like sometimes I'll catch myself like playing victim and I'm like stop like you're you're you just need to chill out like or like anything that kind of just grinds my gears I'm just like god why why is my life like this and I'm like chill out like you're fine <laughs> like and then I feel like I try to like I judge people a lot less um than I would have in the past like if I see somebody like on drugs I'm not like oh my god like stay away from that crazy meth head or something <laughs> like I'm just like I feel more empathy towards them and like I want to yeah. be helpful to the best of my ability but also make sure I'm stay safe and stuff.
0: Yeah. I think that's a big, like, sh- sign of growth, especially in that area, um, healing from that trauma, because I feel like definitely I could relate to that as well. Like, one of my first emotions used to be anger, you know, when it came to, like, if someone would get, like, really drunk, either one of my, like, close friends or, or family members or something like that, it was always just, like, my first in my first instinct my first reaction is just anger and annoyance of like why can't you just be responsible like you know like yeah. which i realize as like a early you know early 20s is not the normal <laughs> response to have when someone gets drunk um <laughs> but now it's like it that anger has left like that i don't get angry like i definitely still have like a radar for alcohol and like if it's getting too far or you know um specifically with like people that I love and care about um but it's not I just don't think that's something that will ever go away like I'm always going to notice (laughs) like if you know where people are at you know on the scale of one to wasted um (laughs) just because it's built into my you know my being but that anger has definitely left
1: yeah I think I just acquired a lot more patience (laughs) like I, I also have that problem I just like just from seeing like even though it was drugs like when people are drunk I have that problem too I'm like just annoyed and I'm like mm. well here I am I'm gonna be mom again and I'm okay. gonna stop enjoying my time <laughs> so I can take care of you and so now I think I just like I try to focus on being patient and still having a good time and still making sure the people I'm around with are safe but yeah. like also I'm not your mother <laughs> like yeah you, you do get wasted that's your problem <laughs> yeah
0: I yeah I do the same thing too I'm just always the the caretaker and I think I I tried to fight that a lot when I was younger of like you know no like tonight I'm gonna be the one you know and I never was so now I'm just like whatever I'm just not gonna drink because it's pointless like alcohol is wasted on me because I'll have like wine and then be like no so-and-so looks like they might need help later so (laughs) (laughs) oh my god plus I have kids now so I'm just like what if my child wakes up you know and it's like they never they literally never do (laughs) I'm just boring now (laughs) that's fair
1: (laughs) I don't have any kids I'm boring so
0: (laughs) I was talking to somebody about that just like I think I wished her a happy birthday and like asked if she had any big plans and she was like no, just like dinner with the family. And she's like, turning 29 definitely like hits different than turning 18 or 21. And I just laugh so hard because I'll be 30 in December. And as much as I want to like have this huge, like extravagant like party, I'm like, I don't that sounds like a lot of work. And it sounds like yeah. I'll be up really late, you know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just okay. Because- but we're going to. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm like, she's right, man. It's a lot of work. You got to throw multiple children birthday parties a year, like. like. <laughs> but okay, we will. Yeah, we will.
1: <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a huge production, but we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah, do right? the Mean Girls theme, okay? It's happening.
1: Celebrated.
0: Uh, so funny. Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners about your life? Um,
1: I don't think so. I mean, I'm just trying to survive like everybody else (laughs) (laughs) right now. I just have my, my future plans and taking it day by day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I hope that if Whoever's listening, if you haven't listened to episode number seven, her first episode, definitely encourage you to go listen to that. And I think it's really beautiful to be able to like hear your childhood story and then talk with you now and all the ambitions and the dreams that you have. And like you were saying, like, that's the reason why you want to foster specifically teenagers Um, is to show them that they can break generational like habits, right. And they can be successful and they don't have to be defined by where they come from or their past. And you're just a very wonderful leading example of that. So I just want to commend you and just tell you that we are so proud of you and very honored to know you.
1: I'm going to cry. Stop. My eyes are wet.
0: No, I, I, you know everything Jordan said. 100% agree, and also, yeah, just like I can hear the growth in your voice and your and your just overall like self. You like you just feel so much lighter. Like you're very glowy, and <laughs> you're you're obviously in a better place. Even from three years ago, when the last time we talked to you, it's it's very apparent. Um in your voice and in like your smiles and the way that you are like kind of presenting yourself like I can tell that you're in a in a much happier place and I'm yeah that's awesome and I'm 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 happy that we can be here to like see that and witness you grow
1: oh yeah I'm excited you guys can see everything on
0: Facebook (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was gonna say and then maybe even like a few years down the road, we can like catch back up when <laughs> you have helped all these people and you've opened up your food truck and it'll be it'll be awesome. Yeah. Denise, do you have anything else we need to share for our listeners? Um, I don't think so. I think we pretty much hit on everything. Um, I mean, thank you guys for being with us for the past 40 episodes. This is yeah. That's really crazy. cool, yeah, we hit our third year anniversary this uh month in July, and we are going to host a little brunch. I mean, we're not hosting kind of we're hosting we're going to a restaurant, but um, <laughs> we are inviting all of our guests, all of our local guests to kind of join us in celebration, and I know we've talked that next year we would love to do like a public event sort of yeah. celebration, definitely um, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and keeping up to date with us and all of our guests. And we love you. And someday we'll just throw a big party about it. <laughs> For sure. For I'll sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Jordan will bring the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adriana, are you comfortable with sharing like where people can find you or reach out to you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Um, honestly, that's really the only platform I specifically use. I use Snapchat, but I wouldn't really give that out to the public. Uh, <laughs> I got hacked on Instagram, so I no longer have an Instagram. Oh, no. And <laughs> so Facebook definitely um, is the only platform that I would
0: prefer to give out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we'll prefer. definitely tag you. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you can find us, uh, mental maintenance Podcast on all of our platforms, right? At mental yeah. M podcast. Well, yeah, but you could just search. Mental I mean, you could <laughs> mental M whatever Mental <laughs> maintenance. That's what we're called. Search us. You'll find us. And you can find me personally on Instagram. It's at Torres J A A Y M R S. And you can find Denise on Instagram at Denise Serino. Yep. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. (laughs) And I think that's all we've got for you. Check out our merch on Uh Etsy. Denise has one more thing to say. If you want to email us, you can email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. Yeah, I will throw in if you ever listen to an episode and you feel moved by it and you're not comfortable like sharing that publicly, please 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 still let us know like on the back end whether that's email or DMs. It means a lot to us to know that what we're doing is directly being received by you. Yeah. Um whether you know us or not, like we, we do want to know about it. If you feel comfortable sharing an episode and your thoughts publicly, again, we would love it. Just remember to tag us mental M podcast and yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, and you know, what we haven't said in a really long time, feel free to rate us five stars and leave a written review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Yes. Please. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll see yeah. you in two Mondays. Yeah. Thanks, Adriana. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.